Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, America's hottest internet show. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. Somebody we are no longer shielding from the criticisms of the public. She is the Duchess of the Dorks and the newest member of the prediction crew for yeah. Dave Campbell's Texas football. It's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Yeah, I made, I, I guess I I beat the computer for once. You did the 6A and 5A picks. This was an Ishmael Johnson suggestion. He said Pickle should be on there because people like Pickle too much. <laughs> yeah, he said we need to spread around the Twitter hate. Let's put Pickle on there because I'm tired of her being liked. Me, Step, and Ish have enough of the haters Pickle doesn't have any, but that's part of, part of it is because she doesn't make predictions. So now... All I have received thus far, I mean, they've been out for, I don't know, what, oh, 12 it, hours-ish, yeah. has been love. It's been nothing but love. So Let it cook. Okay, let that thing cook. Did you see bit. my response back to Ish on Twitter? I did the gif and it said, good day, peasant. Oh my <laughs> did you God. see that? It's such, it's, it was what so good. Done? It Ish, was like... <laughs> Ish, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> This is Ish's fault. I know, it really is. Today is Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. 352 days until Thanksgiving. Oh, Episode shit. 1081. 1081, <laughs> uh, which is not a Monday mega show. Which That would be, <laughs> be weird if we were doing that on a Tuesday. 1081. This is the Ju- Jim Umbarger episode. Jim Umbarger, who pitched for the Rangers from 1975 to 1978 with a spell in Oakland there for a minute. On today's show, friends... Bracketology Day for 5A. We are breaking down the 5A brackets, 5A Division 1 and 5A Division 2. We're also going to announce Dave Kimmel's Texas Ball Teams of the Week and the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Aaron Arbuckle, Brent Homan, Meese, and Aaron Flynn. Welcome in, fellas. The Aaron's on a... Brent Homan? Yeah. Party at Brent's house. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm surprised he's like... Not completely just hung over. Do you think he's... Do you think he has a lampshade on his head now as he's watching? Or, like, do you think he took it off for the show? No, I would assume he has it on now. I mean, the party doesn't stop. Because he's got to be partying pretty much straight through since Friday night when Graham beat Salina. Yeah. Yeah. You know? The lampshade, I mean, take it to the yeah. game. Mm, why not? I don't see why they could kick you out. Exactly right. Yeah. Let him hate. 
All right. <clears throat> Today is Bractology Day for 5A. We are breaking down. By the way, we're going to bump Craig to Thursday. We're going to try to talk mm-hmm. to Craig Way on Thursday because um, I feel like with the, we, we want to get through these bracketologies. We want to break down the brackets. It's kind of pressing before we get to, to them, so we want to bump Craig to Thursday. As a result, we're going to talk 5A Division 2. 5A Division 2 gets going on Thursday night. Uh, we broke down the brackets. Uh, each region, region by region, here is bracketology for 5A Division 2 here on Texas Football Today. Presented by Dave Campbell's Texas Football, breaking down the 2020 Texas high school football playoff brackets. I'm Greg Tepper. This is the 5A Division II bracket. A lot of focus in this bracket, I think, is going to be on one particular region, but I think each of them provides their own unique style and flair and intrigue. Uh, I think that really everywhere you look, you have a lot of questions that we're going to get answered over the next couple of weeks that, that frankly, are a little bit up in the air. I think 5A Division II is a, a bit more wide open than people may give it credit for. But let's start in Region 1. Region 1, up here, talking about West Texas, kind of getting into the DFW Metroplex. And, and look, I think one thing that strikes me is that the powers are probably lying. I think the power nexus is probably District 3, most notably District Champion Lubbock Cooper and District Runner-Up Wichita Falls Rider, who you remember played an absolute banger of a district matchup. They could see themselves again in a regional final, but both of them have their own challenges to get past. First of all, down here at the bottom, a Lubbock Cooper, I think, would be running into a team like Grapevine, a team that I think is flying under people's radar, uh, the champions of District 4. They have been very good. I think Mike Alexander is doing a great job with that program. That's a challenge there at the bottom half of the bracket. And then at the top half of the bracket for Wichita Falls Rider, uh, I think that they're going to have to deal with some of the very best teams from the El Paso area. I think El Paso Burgess is probably the favorite to come out of here. Uh, at this, this match with the Slata up here with El Paso Parkland. Uh, I think that this is a this is a dangerous, dangerous area. I think if you just look and, and you're thinking, oh, well, El Paso hasn't made a deep run in a while, I wouldn't necessarily count them out. I think there's a lot of talented teams out there that, that maybe because of the shortened schedule, we don't know a ton about, but a ton of talent out there in El Paso. With that said, I do keep coming back to District 3. I do think that Ryder and Cooper are probably heading towards a rematch. That's my pick right now. But a lot of teams like Grapevine, I would say a couple of teams up here in the El Paso area that could give you a little bit of trouble as well. But I do look at District 3 as the power nexus of Region 1. Let's go to Region 2. And this is the region everybody's going to be talking about because of two specific teams. The number one team and the number two team in the state of Texas. We're talking about Ennis, the number one team in the state of Texas, down here, uh, starting starting here at the bottom half of the bracket, and then Alito up here, the number two team in 5A Division II, and of course, the nine-time state champion and the defending 5A Division II state champion. But I think if you focus too much on them, on those two, you are missing what is a really deep and dangerous region. Okay, just take Ennis, for example. First of all, I don't think Frisco Liberty is a walkover. That is a really talented bunch. So keep an eye on them. But if they get past that, Mansfield Timberview likely lurks. A very dangerous runner-up from that Alito district. Uh, and then down here as well, I really like this undefeated Lovejoy team. I think Chris Ross is doing a fantastic job with them. I think they're very dangerous here at the bottom half of the bracket, potentially in a regional semifinal for the Lions. Up here at the top, for Alito, 
I think North Forney is dangerous. Okay, North Forney, you remember, has a win over Frisco Lone Star to start the year. Uh, Coach Randy Jackson and that offense are really humming. Right now, keep an eye on North Forney. I think South Oak Cliff is dangerous. They're extremely fast. That's a team that has a fantastic defense that you want to keep an eye on the Golden Bears. And Frisco, I think flying under people's radar, that is a team that was state-ranked for a long, long time. Keep an eye on them. So, look, right now, do I think the most likely regional final is Ennis versus Alito? Yes, I do. But plenty of landmines for both of those contenders to get through if they're going to meet each other in the regional final. Let's go to Region 3 now. Region 3 is a lot of fun. I think this might actually be the most fun region in the entire bracket because I think you've got a number of heavy hitters here that are going to be on collision courses sooner as opposed to later. Up here at the top half of the bracket, man... Texas High has been playing fantastic football. That defense has been outrageous, and I think that offense is really starting to come along. I think they're dangerous. Potential second-round matchup with Crosby is no fun at all. This is the game that I'm looking forward to. Potentially Huntsville and Texas High in a regional semifinal. That is tasty stuff. Huntsville's defensive line might be the best in the state. It is absolutely outrageous, and they're going to. that is going to be an absolute East Texas slugfest. What I like about this region is that you get East Texas down in the Piney Woods into the Houston area. And so when you're talking about down here, this is a lot of the Houston area powers, right? Talking about Fort Ben Marshall, of course, who has made back-to-back -back state championship games. They are back. They are undefeated. I think flying under people's radar, maybe because they lost some of the star power, some of the names from last year's team. But Fort Ben Marshall is back. They are a team to be reckoned with. I think they could see, I think Montgomery Whitehouse is a fantastic first-round matchup there. And then down here at the bottom half of the bracket, you got the Champions of District 12 in Nederland. The Bulldogs, I think, are a dangerous squad. But keep an eye on Longview, Pine Tree, and Aiden Consolidate. The winner of that game, I think has a chance to make a run. Longview Pine Tree, of course, with outstanding quarterback DJ Freeman. AM Consolidated has kind of been a little bit inconsistent this year, but if they turn it off the right time, and we know Coach Lee Fedora has a history of doing that, they have a chance to make a real run. Look, right now my pick is probably going to be the Hornets of Huntsville, but Texas High looms, Fort Bend Marshall. I mean, I think this bracket is absolutely loaded. You, There are six, seven teams I can see coming out of Region 3. Let's go to Region 4, and if you like wide open, I think you're going to love this particular region, okay? I think let's start with Liberty Hill. Liberty Hill, of course, running the slot T. Uh, they have been undefeated, absolutely mauling people. Two questions I have about them. One, how do they handle going up in the in the, the bra up in division? Remember, they were a 4A team last year. Uh, they are now up into the 5A bracket. Obviously, they have not necessarily uh, you know struggled against 5A teams, but when you get to the playoffs, I think they're going to be playing the best teams they've seen all year long. Secondly, Plain and simple, how do they handle the emotional weight of the loss of their coach, Jeff Walker? That is something that we have to keep in mind. So Liberty Hill, of course, is a very dangerous squad. I think Bernie Champion could be uh, an interesting second-round matchup for them. Keep an eye on Leander Rouse, flying under the radar, one of the most improved teams in the state of Texas, and they're not afraid of anybody. That's a team certainly keep an eye on up here at the top of the bracket. Here are the bottom half. Look, let's talk about it. Let's talk about Sherilyn Pioneer. Let's talk about Eddie Lee Marburger. Let's talk about maybe the most dynamic quarterback in the state of Texas right now. Eddie Lee Marburger is a superstar. He is capable of putting a team on his back and taking them all the way. I mean that. Sherilyn Pioneer is serious. The defense concerns me a little bit, but that offense is going to be extremely difficult for everybody that they face. Now, what happens when they run into a team like Brenham? That's a big question for me. Or Marble Falls, by the way, who could absolutely beat Brenham in the first round. Up here at the top half of this region, or the top half of this, this part of the region, Alamo Heights is an, is an interesting squad. I think a team that is flying under people's radar from there in the San Antonio area, the Champions of District 15. 
uh, would have to get past either Austin McCallum or Georgetown ECU, which figures to be a fantastic first-round matchup as well. Look, I think it's wide open, and I think that that in a lot of ways you have probably a, a chalky pick, maybe in Liberty Hill. I think you've got kind of like a, ooh, you know, dangerous, uh, interesting off-the-board pick in like Leander Rouse or maybe a Bernie Champion or an Alamo Heights, maybe a Brenham. And then you've got Sherilyn Pioneer, who, who's got the guy, right? Can he put on the cape? Can Eddie Lee Marburger and that Diamondbacks offense go crazy? That's one thing I've got my eye on. So look, when you take a look at 5A Division II writ large, this is an absolute banger of a bracket. I'm really excited to see what happens here. I think that up here, you're probably leaning towards the District 3 in uh, Wichita Falls Rider and Lubbock Cooper, although a couple of interesting landmines here like Grapevine as well. Down here, all eyes are on Alito and Ennis, but they have to walk a very, very dangerous path. Over here, this is this bracket's going to, this region's going to be a ton of fun. Region 3 is going to be absolutely outrageous. Texas High, Crosby, Huntsville, uh, Fort Bend, Marshall, Montgomery and Whitehouse, Niederland, Longview, Pine Tree, Adam Consolidated, a lot of really fun teams there. And down here, I mean, who knows, right? Maybe it's Liberty Hill's time. Maybe maybe moving up to 5A doesn't bother them at all. Or maybe you have a team from the Rio Grande Valley finally break through and make it to a state semifinal. It's going to be a lot of fun no matter what happens. We're going to have you covered at TexasFootball.com. There it is. Bracketology for 5A Division 2. Find that on our YouTube page. YouTube.com slash Dave Campbell's TF. Fart thing something. I don't know. I'm bad at this. Did you see uh do you see Steps tweet last night? No, what did he tweet? He said that uh it was it was like prime DCTF breaking news. Someone apparently just ripped one in a pr- in the press box that oh, yesterday. I did see that. Yeah, I uh I quote tweeted and I was like, This is the only like this is content you can only find at DCTF. It really is. And then I put subscribe. It really so. is. It really is. If you like content like Matt Step uh giving you the uh the well, air, he, airflow situation. He at, updated it and apparently like it was bad. Th- there was more than airflow. It it turned into Ew. a whole scene. So, yeah, rough times out there and wherever he Keller. was, Keller. Mm. Anyway, that's five division two. <laughs> We're Texas football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm sorry, we'll get to the thing in a moment. Yeah, I'll do the teams of the week. I know, sorry. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. You yeah. know, we had plans to like let people come in and watch the show. Yeah. Remember, like we were gonna like set up like bleachers and mm-hmm. stuff. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Then the stinking Rona. Stupid coronavirus. Yeah, it ruined a lot of just, plans. Just really, really want to issue again, reissue the official position of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Texas Football today. COVID nineteen. Thumbs down. Thumbs. Thumbs down. Down. Two thumbs down. Not a lot of internet shows have the courage to say that, but I do. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team in each classification with the Team of the Week award. The school selected throughout the course of this program best exemplified Texas high school football. Your week? 15. 15. And final. Yeah. And final. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Week. In 6A. Smithson Valley, fueled by a big game from quarterback Jalen Nutt. The uh, uh, the Rangers upset state-ranked Converse Judson 35-32, holding, handing the Rockets their first home loss since 2017. In 5A, Denton Ryan, 
In a showcase matchup with the top 10 teams in 5A Division One. the Raiders polished off their sixth consecutive undefeated regular season with a 35-21 win over Frisco Lone Star. In 4A, Graham. Special teams ruled the day for the Steers, who opened the game with Zach Martin's 96-yard kickoff return for a touchdown and capped it with Chandler Dyer's game-winning field goal, 37-yard field goal, to topple Salina, 33, or 23-21. In 3A, Mount Vernon, Brock Neller put on a show and the Tigers' defense came up with critical stops down the stretch as the Tigers stunned Malakoff, 37-34, to advance to the state semifinals. In 2A, Shiner, facing the team that has eliminated them the past few two seasons, the Comanches rewrote the script, using a hard-nosed defense and tough running to take down previously unbeaten Refurio, 24-13. In 1A, Richland Springs, the defending Division I champion survived a huge push from perennial power strong, holding off the Greyhounds to bring home a 59-56 state semifinal victory and advance to their 11th state championship game. And the private school ranks, Lubbock Kingdom Prep. The Warriors avenged their lone loss of the season in style, taking down Abilene Christian 62-24 in the Taps Division Three state quarterfinals. Those are your Week 15 and final Dave Campbell's Texas football team. So we congratulate to all the schools. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. Last one, best one. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your Week 15 and final Derry Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. <clears throat> Saginaw Boswell defensive coordinator Todd Davis. The Pioneers defense led the way, stifling Hurst L.D. Bell and holding the Raiders to just 87 yards of total offense in a 10-3 victory in the season finale. Donna defensive coordinator Danny Salinas. Donna's defense stood tall in their season finale, holding down Brownsville Veterans Memorial in a 16-7 win. Austin LBJ offensive coordinator Omasha Bra- uh, Brantley. Facing one of the hottest uh, teams in the state, the Jaguars' offense went toe-to-toe with Corpus Christi Miller, getting 181 yards and four touchdowns from Daquan Donaldson to advance to the state semifinals for the first time in program history with a 59-54 win. And finally, Gunner Offensive Coordinator Tim Wiley. The fearsome Tigers' pistol option offense was in full swing on Thursday night, getting 396 total yards from quarterback Hudson Graham and a dominant 61-28 regional final win over Eastland. So those are your Week 15 Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. Real fast, mm. Step brought up something that, uh, yeah, I think the, the true victim of DCTF stuff getting canceled was Ish this year because the Rona ruined his Valley trip that he was going to make. That one hurts. And, by the way, I'm just looking at his chair. It's just empty. You know who's been sitting in that chair instead? Pickle. <laughs> like in working. Ugh. Someone's got to work around here. We're Texas football. <laughs> here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football on the lone star. And follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Let's talk 5A Division One. 5A Division One, the bigger of the 5A brackets. And one region that is almost certainly the region of doom, mm-hmm. like a ridiculous region, and then also a lot of other really fun regions. We break down region by region, 5A Division One on Bracketology here on Texas Football Today.
Jones. We're presented by Dave Campbell's Texas Football, breaking down the 2020 Texas high school football playoff brackets. I'm Greg Tepper. This is 5A Division I, which is, I think, one of the most intriguing brackets in all of Texas high school football for a couple of reasons. One is that I think it might have the best region in any bracket in, in America, plain and simple. But also, I think that there are two regions that are completely wide open and another region that's got a number of really under-the-radar teams, maybe. And it kind of depends on what you value as far as how, who comes out of that region. Okay, so that, I'm, I'm talking vaguely. Let's just get into the region. Let's talk about Region 1. Region 1, I think, probably revolves around what you think of District 4. Okay, because I think District 2 is probably the power nexus, right? You look at Lubbock Coronado, the champions of District 2. They have been steady as she goes. Sawyer Robertson, their quarterback, has been great. They pulled out a fantastic win over Amarillo Tascosa, who remains very dangerous, right? I think Abilene Cooper is an underrated team, but we go back to region to District 4 because Colleyville Heritage is a really interesting squad, a team I think flying under people's radar. Red Oak has a super high ceiling. I think Burleson Centennial is a very high ceiling. If they can get past a first-round matchup with super high-powered offense in Azel. Uh, and, and yeah, I think that when you take a look at this bracket, a lot of this comes down to your opinion of region District 4. Because if District 4, if you think District 4 is, is actually the best district in the region, you can absolutely see three of the four teams getting here. Right? You can absolutely see Red Oak getting here. You can absolutely see Burleson Centennial getting here. You can absolutely get a see Colleyville Heritage getting here. Heck, I wouldn't count Mansfield Summit, right? But at the same time, I think the safer pick is probably with District 2, right? With Lubbock Coronado, Amarillo Tascosa, maybe a team out of District 3 like Abilene Cooper. Uh, as far as El Paso is concerned, I would look at El Paso Del Valle as probably the best bet to get past here, but that second round matchup with Red Oak looms pretty large. So overall, again, it, it's kind of a, a, a litmus test, kind of a Rorschach test for what you think of District 4 that's going to shape what you think of Region 1 writ large. Let's get to the fireworks factory. Let's go to Region 2. Um, I don't really want to overstate it, but like if you think back to past years, right, when you think back to 6A Division 1, Region 3, okay, that has been just like absolute murderer's row of teams. Like, you have looked up and down and been like, that is impossible. How is only one team going to come out of there? This is that region this year, okay? Region 2 is outrageous. Of course, starting with the number one team in the state in Denton Ryan. They have been fantastic, right? They could see College Station in the second round of the playoffs, right? That's incredible itself. But by the way, look up and down. Lancaster, state ranked, third, third ranked team in the state. Longview, a 6A drop down who won a title two years ago, right here. First round matchup with Lufkin, right? That's ridiculous. Highland Park. I don't think they need any introduction at this point, right? The number two team in the state of Texas. They, I think, actually got a relatively favorable draw here, but then once they get here, it's going to be dangerous. This is ridiculous. Frisco Lone Star, of course, the runners-up who gave Denton Ryan a run in the season finale, they remain very dangerous. They could see newly state-ranked Magnolia in the second round of the playoffs. That is unbelievable. Craig Barker's squad at Magnolia, keep an eye on them. I think they're the sleeper in this region. This is nuts, okay? I, I, I can't go, I can go on and on about how deep this region is, okay? I think Denton Ryan's got to be your favorite. They're the number one team in the state. But 
I think they would have to earn their way past College Station, plus either Lancaster or Longview in the third round, which is not fun. And then they'd probably see Highland Park, Magnolia, or Frisco Lone Star in a regional final. That's ridiculous. It is the strongest region in the state in any bracket, bar none. Like, it is absolutely ridiculous. Region 2 is going to be a lot of fun is what I'm saying. Let's go to Region 3, over to the other side. And I think this region is another example of what you value, right, whenever you're making your picks, okay? I think if you value steadiness, if you value a team that is consistent, if you value a team that in a lot of ways ticks a lot of the traditional boxes, right, uh, strong defense, a veteran quarterback, coach who coached at the highest in, in the biggest games, Cedar Park's your pick, okay? Because they tick all those boxes. They look like a title contender. They feel like a title contender. When you're talking about Ryder Hernandez, you're talking about that Black Rain defense, you're talking about what Coach Carl Absek and that staff do. They feel like the safe pick, right? But you also have a number of teams here whose ceiling is so high that if they can, if they can reach that ceiling, they can beat anybody. And I mean anybody. Starting with Port Arthur Memorial. Okay, Brian Morgan's Titans are dangerous. Flying under the radar, a team that I think is very dangerous. If they can get past a first-round matchup with extremely dangerous fourth-place finisher for Ben Hightower. Love what Coach Joseph Sam does there. Manville. Okay, Manville, of course, the champions of District 10. I think they're a year early, actually. If you like this Manville team, wait till you see next year's Manville team. But they are a team whose ceiling is super high. If they reach it consistently, they're dangerous. This is a fantastic first-round matchup with Drip and Georgetown. Down here, Cedar Park could see Richmond Foster in the second round. And that's a perfect example of a team that runs really hot and really cold. R Richmond Foster, when they play well, they might be the most talented team in the state of Texas. I mean, they are absolutely outrageous. But can they consistently do that? They would have to get, get past Cedar Park in the second round. That's a very tough draw. This is kind of wide open. I love New Braunfels Canyon. Flying under the radar, I think, a team that's making its first playoff appearance, I think, since 2013. But Baytown Lee or Katie Pato, a bit of a sleeper down there in Katie Pato, or the Ganders of Baytown Lee, that is a really interesting part of this region. So, look, up here, I think that when you take a look at Cedar Park, they're probably my favorite because they're the safest pick. But at the same time, there's too many landmines here for you to just pencil in the Timberwolves into a regional final. Let's go to Region 4 now. And at Region 4, um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it's probably Corpus Christi Vets, right? Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Championship District 15 have been the most consistently excellent team in this in this region. Uh, I think Carter Centerfit, their quarterback, has been terrific. I think that they are a team that even though they are a young program, they play like a veteran program. They play like they're not afraid of everybody. I think they actually got a relatively decent draw. Okay, Down here, Westlaco East probably represents the best chance for the Valley to make a run. Uh, I would be very interested in seeing that Westlaco East defense against Corpus Christi Vets in a regional semifinal. Up here at the top half of the bracket, I mean, it is anybody's ballgame anybody's ballgame. Maybe it's Corpus Christi Flower Bluff, who is the second place finisher out of District 15. Maybe it's one of the San Antonio squads, like Lanier or San Antonio Southside, right? Maybe McAllen Memorial gets hot, right? This is wide open up here. Here, it feels like Cor uh, Corpus Christi Vets, maybe Westlaco East. Here, Flower Bluff, maybe? I don't know. It is a wide, wide open Region 4 on uh, 5A Division 1. So when you take a look at the bracket as a whole, I think all eyes are going to gravitate towards here because this is this is heady stuff. This is unbelievable uh, Texas high school football in, in Region 2. I mean, you're, you're, every single week you are going to have a state semifinal caliber game. Every single week. And then when you get to here, I mean, you're going to have banger after banger after banger. Okay?
Very interesting. A lot has to do with what you think of uh, the DFW area teams here versus the teams from West Texas, like Lubbock, Coronado, and Amarillo, Tascosa. Over here, uh, again, you got like a safe pick and then a lot of really high high ceiling teams that I think could really challenge them. And then down here, it's a big shrug emoji. I think it's Corpus Christi Vets is to lose, but I also think that it's too tight to make any sort of real declaration. So I think 5A Division One is going to be a lot of fun. Probably pretty unpredictable, although I do think that the champion likely comes out of Region 2. But that said, it's going to be a lot of fun, and you're going to want to keep with us on TexasFootball.com. There it is, Bracketology, 5A Division 1. Breaking down the 5A Division 1 bracket. You can find that on TexasFootball.com if you miss it, you want to roll back. But yeah, I mean, look, Region 2 is just going to be like a Battle Royale. It's a Region of Doom. It's a Battle Royale. Um, you know, what's interesting is that, like, it's a Battle Royale. I would say it, it actually profiles really well with, in past years, 6A Division One Region 3, in the mm -hmm. sense that I think there's a favorite. Like, in the past couple of years, there has been a favorite in 6A Division One Region 3, and it's North Shore, mm -hmm. right? But there are all these other really, 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 really good teams that, like... All you need is for them to like, get hot. Right. That, like, it's... Sometimes there are other there are other bracket there are other regions that I think are really deep but don't necessarily have a favorite. Mm -hmm. I would look at five A Division two Region four. That's that's where I pick Liberty Hill. Mm -hmm. That's where y'all pick Sherilyn Pioneer. Pioneer. That's an example of a lot of really good teams, but maybe no one overwhelming number one favorite. Right. Right. Five A Division one Region two is more of an example of. Really deep teams, but there is still this favorite, this top dog you got to knock mm -hmm. off in Ryan. Which really is kind of interesting how you look at those brackets because when you look at Region 4, you're going, okay, well, it could go any of these ways. But when you're looking there with the favorite, you're specifically looking at what path do yeah. they have to take to right. get to the state championship yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a, just a, a way of viewing it. It's like it, you view it in a, like in a more linear way as a more holistic way. Mm -hmm. And anyway, you can find those at TexasFootball.com. Now we go over to Ashley Pickle. For America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, well, one, I didn't show this off, but I got a Christmas tree today, so I just wanted to let everyone know that. Um, the other thing, they Daniel Sanchez specifically asked me a question for Final Thoughts. He said, what software do you recommend for editing videos? All the videos I edit here are on Adobe Premiere. I learned on Adobe Premiere, so I just kind of enjoy it better. I did go through a stint of doing Final Cut Pro, which is just as good to work makes just the same quality of videos it's really whatever you're more preferred on um final cut is a little bit easier than premiere but i like premiere just again i learned so it was quick to be able to do that so yeah adobe premiere i like the adobe suite personally i use windows movie maker <laughs> it's gonna do it for us thanks sure for that guy follow us on facebook facebook.com slash dave campbell's Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please from Gear Play of the Year Trophy. Tune in tomorrow for This Week in Recruiting and the 6A Bracket Breakdowns on Texas Football Today.